with the John Kramer family band in just a minute. Uh, that was, in fact, Tobin Bell and Mary Spender singing Knocking on Heaven's Door, uploaded to Tobin Bell Official's YouTube page alongside a couple other songs and a handful of Shakespeare monologues. Uh, that is Tobin Bell, a.k.a. John Kramer, a.k.a. Jigsaw. And this is... The New Flesh Podcast, a podcast about horror movies and all things tangentially related to horror and the horror lifestyle. And this week, we are covering our most anticipated film of the year, no doubt, uh, Saw X. Saw Tenber is over. It is now October. I don't have any sort of saw pun for October. And clearly, they didn't either because they it's snuck it into September. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't know why I didn't it. Just, it that. just sounds like a, and it just makes it sound like a world series. You're, you just got it on the mind, Scott, because you're, uh, Scott, you're in, uh, aren't you in Massachusetts now? I am. Scout? Yeah, I know. I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's when they announced, when they first put the poster out and it just had socks, the whole yes. of Boston, we let out yeah. a cry into the night <laughs> that you could hear as far as Medford. You were in the streets of fucking Quincy. All the way to you fucking Medford? Around, all the way in fucking Medford, all the way out to the fucking blue, no, the blue hairs and fucking redden all right they don't even go to fucking socks games anymore but i'll tell you this when our boy john kramer strode out onto the fucking field fucking bam right over the wall right there teddy williams <laughs> at that moment a bunch of kids who had cancer didn't have it no more because uh, taught us to fucking believe again well we got the band back together that is scout tafoya uh film critic writer author of but God made him a poet watching John Ford in the 21st century. He also wrote uh, an incredible book on Toby Hooper that you absolutely have to buy. 
Scout Tafoya has returned. Hello, Scout. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me back here. There's nowhere I'd rather be on a saw on a October day such as this, <laughs> uh, talking about this movie because I think I think I finally had the reaction to one of these films that like I was hoping for in the lead up to this. Where you know, obviously, I've been on the podcast a bunch to talk about Saw Five, to talk about Spiral, and basically feeling kind of ambivalent about the whole project. And finally, today, I am on board. I am ready to go. So yeah, this is an exciting historic day for me. It feels that way, like on a grand scheme, because no Saw movie, as far as I can tell, has ever gone beyond a fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's the first movie. And that every other, about right, yeah, every other one is like under 30 some of them 13 they're quite bad (laughs) so the fact that saw x is not only you know in theaters nationwide right now i feel like everyone's already i felt jigsaw fever i thought people were ready for it i was not prepared (laughs) i was not prepared all the gigolos the jigsaw (laughs) of course that's what i I call them with the j it's like juggalo but with an i yeah yeah naturally like deuce bigelow european gigolo or whatever the first one's called. Male John Kramer, American Gigolo. Yes, <laughs> I'd watch that. Uh, but Saw X debuted on Rotten Tomatoes in the 80s, and it has stayed in the 80s all weekend. It's at 85%. Critics love Saw X. Audiences agree. They uh, People showed up this weekend. We have the box office numbers are just rolling in. It made about $18 million, which is definitely far less than my very bullish prediction that it would be the highest grossing Saw movie, which would have, me- which would have meant a little over 32 But 18 is, correct me if I'm wrong, Jesse, about $10 million more than the last one made. <laughs> it is about $10 million. It's more than twice as much as the previous one. Yeah. <laughs> people demanded that they get rid of Chris Rock. Lionsgate yeah. listened. And yes. they started printing money again. Yeah, now, so, it was outdone by Paw Patrol 2, right? Yes, that yes, correct. correct. Yes. Yes, unfortunately there is an asterisk uh by the Saw X like doing very well the box office narrative. Or is there an yeah. asterisk by Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol knowing that 18 million of the 23 that Paw Patrol made was just people doing both? Yes, because Barbenheimer inspired right. the Saw Patrol. Saw Patrol. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's only yeah. really a five million for for Paw Patrol. The rest is just Saw people doing the saying. I thought we were doing this. I thought I you thought that's what? what we were doing. Jesse's right, and I expect the numbers to be adjusted on Monday. So we <laughs> may have to record. They're just going to move the money over to Saw. <laughs> it's going to be reallocated. Considering well, Saw, a had... lot of please go ahead. Just a lot of the tickets for this movie were packaged with like tickets to see uh, Tobin Bell on his live tour. So it's, <laughs> they're still figuring out how to factor in. That's numbers. right. That's right. The double, the double the, CD. Yeah, that's yeah. right. The first time I saw uh, uh, saw Jigsaw live, it was at the Troubadour. I want to say, yeah. and I believe that Jerry Rafferty was opening for him. Um, and it was great. Except, unfortunately, a lot of us overdosed in the bathroom that day because. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then that kind of got him started on his on his later career because he right. trapped yeah, a lot I'm of sure. us afterwards. He didn't, yeah, he, yeah, he didn't like yeah. that at all. Well, yeah. It sure. turns out the, the Troubadour was later hollowed out and filled with um, elaborate uh, civil architecture. As a lot of big it. fans. Yeah, giant right. industrial yeah. fans. In about two right. days, right? That was yeah. about how long that process Yeah, he had about two days to do it. He was a younger, spryer man then. And of course, yeah. you know, this is even before he had Hoffman mm-hmm. on base. Um <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know the reason Saw X did so well, I think we can all agree. We all saw that viral like country music video that Jigsaw put out a few weeks ago, uh, Rich Men North of Richmond. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, 
<laughs> so Jigsaw's been really coasting on the vibes of that. I heard he actually had a sold-out show that he canceled because the the proprietors put on the tickets. It was too much money, and he doesn't want to put on a show for more than twenty dollars because Jigsaw is a man of the people. This yes. is all true, actually. Yes, um, that's right. But Saw well, they really they should yeah, have had Jigsaw like ask one of the questions at the Republican debate. That would have been <laughs> that. <pretty> uh, <laughs> somebody is missing a missing a trick on that regard. Yeah. That voice you've heard is returning guest Hoff Matthews of Hoff's Horror Fest, which is a live show that exists on YouTube that you can watch. I believe it's a maybe a monthly show. Uh, Hoff can tell you the details, but I know there's a new live show if you're in Brooklyn. So tell us about that. That's right. Uh, we're doing a live show, a live screening of Frankenstein from 1931 at Ca- Caveat in uh, Manhattan on October 25th. And we do comedy bits and stuff, and it's fun. So just come out. Absolutely. I've been on the show, which we did a Vincent Price, I believe. Yeah, I think it was Little Shop of Horrors when you were on on the live stream. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Definitely check that out on YouTube. It's like you watch the movie along with Hoff. He's like a master of ceremonies, a Joe Bob Briggs, a a Sven Gulli figure, if you will. He ushers you through the film. They do little bits. He's very good at the green screen. So like they'll do some bits within the movie. Hoff will stop and do some sketches. It's a very great experience. You should definitely all check it out. And my co-host, of course, Jesse Hassinger is also here. We all assembled separately, unlike when we saw Spiral. And I gathered the crew and we all met at the the literal biggest screen in New York and maybe the <laughs> US. Um, a huge theater, the IMAX in Lincoln Square. We saw Spiral the way it was meant to be seen in Atmos Sound with Chris Rock's jokes all around you. <laughs> <laughs> really bask in it. I think there was a Forrest Gump joke in that movie. There was. That's the main thing I remember from it. That's the main trap I remember is that for oh, like, he was brother. tricked into making a Forrest Gump joke. I, I think we all should have gone to the Sphere in Vegas to see the new one. That <laughs> oh, seems like man. the only way. Yeah, yeah, that's man. the only other big screen in in the world left for us to conquer. Yes. Well, Saw is playing right now at the Union Square Regal in 4DX, which I've never Ooh. experienced. And if I didn't have a newborn daughter at home, I would be there all weekend. I would be there at every screening, watching my uh, opening my Tobin Bell YouTube page and clicking through. <laughs> To re- see the monologues that at first we both were all, we were joking earlier we were really scared there were going to be some like it, yeah to the camera talking, yeah that's right it's going to be <laughs> thank you all for joining me here as we know the, the woke mind virus has taken over <laughs> the liberal media and as you head into the ballot box remember to vote yes. Marjorie Taylor Green. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing him throwing to like, and now Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> him throwing, pe- him throwing to anyone is good. It yeah. You know, just picturing him like on a Tonight Show or whatever. Yeah, I'll take it away, <laughs> Amanda. Yeah. Oh man, Bill, you have- make some very good points about the writer's strike. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Get get him on that that other show that Bill Maher does. That um, the oh one Club Random, like, yeah, Jigsaw. Oh, that. I feel like Jigsaw smoking a bone with with gonna, uh, he, Bill Maher. He'll, he'll be able, he'll, by, yeah. by the end, Maher will be like, yeah, it's just common sense. You use traps to disfigure people who can't help them. You know, you can talk yeah. them into. Well, it, it's about hope. You're not Bill. killing anyone. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's all about hope. I like to give people hope. <laughs> Um, we'll talk about all of this and more. Uh, we're having too much fun. I had to rein everybody in. This is not a fun show. <laughs> T- take it in. 
Now a you're a, you're a, you're a dad now. You can't have any. Yeah, yeah you got to be no, no nonsense. No yeah. dilly dallying. We have to talk about the news of the week. Which let's start with the box office news. We talked about Saw doing eighteen million dollars. The the bottom line here is Saw X cost thirteen million dollars. This is a win for budget conscious filmmaking, right? Like we talk about all these movies this summer that bombed only because they cost an astronomical amount of money. What's a good example of that one? Indiana Jones should yes. have been a hit. Indiana Jones made a, dollars. a reasonable amount of money that was not enough because it cost a lot of money. How yeah. did Gran, Gran Turismo do? Gran uh, Turismo did better than you want it to have done based on <laughs> it being a bad movie that Neil Blomkamp made. But I saw it with a crowd that was genuinely enthusiastic. So there is something to the like underdog sports narrative. I was going to say, I don't honestly, it. I don't even think that that movie is all that bad. It's just a little conventional, but it's, I thought I would have guessed I would have put money on it losing. Uh, oh, money. It has 115 million worldwide. Well, most worldwide. of it abroad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 42 here, 72 abroad. Uh, my biggest disappointment with Gran Turismo, and I've seen people claim the opposite, and I think they're just crazy, is that the racing scenes are awful. They're very poorly shot. Yeah, I don't know what's good. going on. There's no excitement to them. There's no narrative. There's no like momentum to them. There's no. I don't even know what's going on in them. You can't really tell like who's where. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's too inundated it's, with being the video game at that time. It's very confusing. Um, it's fine. It's nothing special. Yeah. Nothing special. Uh, but yeah, Paw Patrol's top of the box office. The real narrative I wanted to talk about is just the Nun Two hanging in there. Week four, I Good believe. Movie. Uh, okay. That, 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 <laughs> I thought okay. it was fun too. I, yeah, I it, was, I, it was fine. I enjoyed myself a good, you know, we, we talked about the virtues of seeing that movie in, what was it? Dolby, uh, yes. the Dolby screen at empire, because it really was like a, you know, theme park ride experience where the seats rumble and it was, vi- those jump scares punctuated in that loud theater really made it pop for me. I had a good time too, a good enough time, but the nun two, I believe it was number one for several weeks now or not before this weekend. It was number one. Three weeks in a row, I believe. Is that correct? Someone yes, fact checked me on that. It was. It, that's correct. You're right. <laughs> I, I just speak and hope that someone's here to correct me at this point on the show. You're, no you're research. A Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Jamie, Jamie, will you pull that up? Uh, let's pull up the uh, box office numbers for the Nun Two. Uh, the reason I'm talking about it: seventy six domestic, nothing to shake a stick at. But pretty good. Yeah, worldwide, two thirty one already. Uh, 100, 154 international. We know these movies clean up internationally. The Nun made a similar amount of money. I think maybe even in the three hundreds. So I like that one even a little better. That's great. Uh, so yeah, this movie's going to keep on trucking. We'll, we haven't seen the last of Valak, the Demon Nun. I suspect. <laughs> um, who saw the creator besides Jesse? Did you scout? No, uh, me neither. Couldn't 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 possibly uh, muster any interest in that. Well, Jesse will throw will agree with you for the most part. I mean, as good as it looks, Jesse, which you said it looks good, it's just yes. what's so bad about it? Derivative script bad. I, John David Washington still not convincing me he's that good of an actor. I I like John David Washington, so I don't think it was okay. his fault. Um, well, you like Tina Fey and Haunting in Venice. So I what did. Do you She's know? great. She's great in that. Great, good picture. Uh, um, the, uh, the, the creator was very disappointing. I found I because I was mm. excited to see it, and it's you love creation. I love yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I liked, I really liked um, Rogue One and Godzilla. So I was, and yeah. this one it reminded me more of Gareth Edwards' 
indie movie that put him on the map called Monsters that I thought was very bad and was very confused about why it put him on the map. I guess besides that, it, the I feel like the whole thing was yeah. wasn't it really cheap, but it like had effects in it, and that's yeah, it basically it. it was like there were some good effects in a cheap movie, which is exactly how this one goes. Except the movie's not really cheap; it just costs Cheaper less than, than like yeah, yeah. It's like what if, eighty or something. If you whereas, if you go yeah. to the movies with a bunch of charts about budgets in your lap <laughs> and you're just super excited about that aspect of it, this is a mind blower. Um, but if you just want to like sit and watch a movie it's not very interesting i i found it that found it weirdly hard to get into it doesn't really to me it just doesn't really earn any of its kind of emotional side it also just rips off a ton of movies which i is fine obviously but like it doesn't really rip them off interestingly or with any real joy it's not one of those movies where it's smashing and grabbing from all these different types of sci-fi movies it just sort of joylessly imitates a bunch of stuff and it's kind of all the worst parts of Godzilla and Rogue One and none of the cool parts. It's uh, very Brian strange. Cranston running around? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kind of. It's that similar vibe of like, <laughs> well, I like this actor, but I, the, the characters aren't really doing much for you. And I know I think there was a big thing. I don't know if Ehrlich wrote the the thing about um, or no, maybe there was a was that a Dissolve thing? I don't know. Someone wrote a thing about Godzilla being a post-human. That was Ehrlich in the Dissolve. Yeah. yeah. I, know, I remember and I, that, it's, it's, that was like a little silly, but like watching this, I was like, oh, there's something to that because both rogue one and godzilla have a reason to me to be kind of remote from their human characters whether that's i don't know if it's an intentional really but like but it works anyway because got the kind of the hugeness of godzilla or like the hugeness of the empire and star wars you really feel in those movies because he's really good with scale and the characters being kind of not that interesting or not that fully formed is sort of part of it in a weird way uh, or at least for me. And in this one, it's just as ill-formed, but you're spending lots of time with them. And the movie kind of think, thinks that it's giving you a lot. And there's uh, no and like just, looming Godzilla threat. Or maybe there is in the, the AI. Well, the, whatever, with their yeah. idea of it is just like stupid. I mean, it's, <laughs> Godzilla can be stupid too, but like... No, Godzilla he, stands in for like, you know, nuclear holocaust. And yeah, big, Godzilla big ideas. fucking... Like, yeah. he rules. Like, yeah, to be clear. The, the spaceship in this that like can drop up... Like, it all amounts to like, whoa, there's a space station and get this. It can drop bombs on people. And it's like, hmm. yeah, okay. The whole whoa, movie whoa, is slow yeah, down. Yeah, I know. What? Whoa, whoa, the whoa. What are you and even like, talking about? The whole movie is them searching for this uh, this ultimate weapon that the AI have made. But like, they seem to know where all the AI dudes hang out. And it's not like a secret where the weapon is. <laughs> Barnes so, and Noble? Yeah, yeah like yeah, an exactly. internet cafe. <laughs> yeah. uh, There's a bathroom at Barnes and Noble. They're just they loitering. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. They can't eat. They can't uh, enjoy <laughs> literature. Uh, but it's just like this, it's a movie where there's a, an omnipotent space station that can bomb anything. But they're like, we need you to find this little weapon. And it's like, no, you don't. You have a space station that can bomb the shit out of anybody. Like <laughs> it doesn't, you know, which is, again, like the kind of thing you don't get caught up on if you're into the kind of emotion of it. And I just wasn't. I'm sorry. I'm talking way too much about this movie. That's not a horror movie. I did think it kind of sucked. And it's hard for me to be sad that it's not doing that well. I know the whole thing is like, yeah, if you want original sci-fi, you have to see this. And I feel like, <laughs> like it's not original. That's not true. You don't have to no. go see it. Like <laughs> it felt very much like he got he got kind of booted off of Rogue One, and so he took all of his ideas and was like, "Well, I'll just do it again a few years yeah. later, but worse." I'll make my own Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, sounds very, death, it sounds very yeah. Death Starry. What you're yeah. talking yes. about? Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, anyway, all right. So that's the creator. I haven't seen it. It's like the first movie of uh, the having a daughter era that I haven't seen in a theater. And I'm genuinely excited to have that phenomenon of there's a new movie I can watch at home. Like I haven't had that feeling 
in ages you're, because of you're the in other your show. dad era 100 percent. my theatrical window thoughts are shifting they, everything <laughs> right. needs to be out now today <laughs> why isn't it out already why can't i watch saw x on peacock right now or whatever um speaking of peacock transitioning right into the news of the week biggest news of the week is a bloody disgusting exclusive that says uh the malik akkad's company trancus international films is currently seeking a buyer for the halloween rights and from what we understand they're actively shopping them around looking for not just movies but TV rights. And my eyes start to roll to the back of my head when anything becomes a TV show because I don't care that much about TV. I find it to be low rent. At the same time, A24 is doing, you know, Crystal Lake, a Friday the 13th thing. And I hope that's good. But I feel like my hope for that being good is based on the Friday the 13th movie franchise being like my least favorite and hoping that they can do something new with it. But I love the Halloween franchise. And doesn't it sound low rent to you? to be watching like Michael Myers on television, just like it's a rent to watch this new Godzilla show that I should be interested in. It has it's, like the entire Russell, Kurt Russell family in it. It's bad. Yeah. Um, like, why is that a TV show? You've seen it. Uh, I've seen the first three episodes. I should oh probably yeah. You're the Apple I'm, TV critic. I forget. I, I, I am. I'm on a bit of a hiatus right now while the site uh, reorganizes, which is fine by me because I missed out on reviewing a ton of shit that just was fucking garbage. I mean, um, I can't think of an Apple. Maybe there's a couple that are an example of like this show is real, but most of them are most so of them are not real. Oh, yeah. I mean, this Dickinson, Godzilla show, really good. <laughs> Dickinson, sure. Dickinson was, was okay. Yeah, like, I, I liked a lot of that. Um, the, they've got the Gary Oldman um, British spy show is good, Slow Horses, but even that name sounds fake. It doesn't. That, I'm sure it's good, but you're, it does, it's not real. Like I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. it's like a sneaky Pete type show. Yeah, oh yeah, Rabisi, yeah. the Rabisi. Uh, yes, no, it's not a it's not a TV show unless the Rabisi is there, of course. Um, have you guys written your dad's anniversary pieces yet, or um, are you waiting <laughs> to do that for the week? Or no? Yeah, we're gonna wait. We're waiting <laughs> on it. Fair enough. Uh, um, but the anyway. Godzilla show is yes. is. I wish it was more. Speaking of Gareth Edwards once again, yeah, it it really it really is just some fucking TV. It really is. It's uh, just I'm imagining it's a lot of people in like control booth style rooms yelling. You about got it, Godzilla. man. And sometimes not even that. Sometimes they're just in their apartment or out in the garden, and it's just, even it's the big screen ones of these. Like there's that one that's just like Vera Farmiga on on Zoom most of the Jim, time. God, don't remind me. <laughs> uh so yeah i'm just bummed to hear that michael myers might become tv but hopefully whoever buys it uh you know treats it right and just makes another uh set of movies because obviously the halloween franchise will never die uh yeah they're open to both film and tv projects here's what where it stands the akkad's international atrancus international films is the current rights holder for tv and miramax is one of the parties bidding on the property miramax co-owns films rights so they they actually had to re um rewrite the article because it was kind of wrong apparently. But apparently A twenty four and Miramax are currently battling for the TV rights. And A twenty four, we should buy them. We should all go in on them. I'm in. You guys got you got five on it, Hawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. all right. Uh, Let's put on a show. Yeah, let, <laughs> we'll we'll take this offline uh, and see and see where we go. We'll uh, figure out who gets to play Corey Cunningham, who will be in this version. <laughs> Also, <laughs> can we pause to note that Lex G went to the Halloween 45 convention? Oh, yesterday? man, I was so excited for him that he did. I was so excited. I loved it. Uh, I loved loved the whole report that 
I, I he yeah. just basically so it was like, here's Chris Gore. <laughs> 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 the stars are out at yeah. Halloween 45. Oh, Corey yeah. Cunningham was there. I meant to, I was he gonna was. ask him. I was like, oh, do anyone from the the Game of Gordon Green ones that I really like show up? And fucking Corey Cunningham himself was there. I'm, I don't know the actor's name. I just know Corey. Apparently, Cunningham. he had the longest line at the fest. Corey Cunningham. Fuck yeah, my man. Co- Corey Cunningham will, Corey. will return. Yeah, it's what. The kids love Corey. The kids do love Corey. So Halloween things are happening. I guess th- that means Blumhouse must have like only had the rights for those three or whatever. So we'll Sounds see what right. happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs will return for a supersized sixth season. The new season will see Briggs host and dissect more than thirty films. Uh, all the holiday specials are back and more weekly episodes. So that's exciting for fans of Joe Bob. We've got Osriel, a movie coming out that was written by Simon Barrett and directed by E.L. Katz. Uh, Samara Weaving is in it. That movie just sold, apparently, for uh, in a seven-figure deal. It's a high-concept action horror film. The premise is as follows. In a world in which no one speaks, a devout female-led community hunts down a young woman, Samara Weaving, who has escaped her imprisonment. Recaptured by its ruthless leaders, Azriel is to be sacrificed to pacify an ancient evil that resides deep within the surrounding wilderness. Let she will not, yet she will stop at nothing to ensure her own freedom and survival. Uh, that movie apparently, people must like it. Sold for a lot of money. We'll see what that looks like. What else do we have here? House of Rejects. I'm surprised this book isn't written by Scout Tafoya. But there's a book. <laughs> there's a book on House of a Thousand Corpses, Devils, Rejects, and Three from Hell. Uh, in-depth look at the behind the scenes of making those movies. So if you're into that sort of thing, good gift for the freakiest person in your life. Get them the House of Rejects book about the crazy Rob Zombie movies. Uh, RLJE and Shudder have acquired rights for a movie called It's a Wonderful Knife, a horror comedy, Christmas-tinged, starring Joel McHale and Justin Long that is set to make its debut next week in LA at the Beyond Fest. It's directed by the guy who did Tragedy Girls, a movie I did not like. It's written by the guy who did Freaky, a movie I thought was fine. Uh, And the movie will be released in theaters on November 10th, and then it will be on Shudder. Billed as It's a Wonderful Life by Way of Scream, the pick centers on Winnie Carruther, who saves her town from a psychotic killer on Christmas Eve. A year later, her life is less than wonderful, but then she wishes she'd never been born. She finds herself in a nightmare parallel universe and discovers that without her, things could be much, much worse. Now the killer is back and she must team up with the town uh, misfit to identify the killer and get back to her own reality. There's a lot of these like, what would you call these, Jesse? Like genre bending horror comedy things. Like I feel like this is a lot like Totally Killer, which was a lot like Final Girls. Yeah, which is and then like it's not I don't think they're all influenced by Happy Death Day because some of them were before, but there's yes. the, the kind of like it, it's definitely trying to get at that tone of like yeah, you know, sort of horror comedy that isn't I don't know, it's horror comedy for the ladies, it kind of is like they're usually like female protagonists, yes. um, which is cool. It doesn't have that kind of male horror comedy energy of like that's always like two fat dudes like covered in guts you know what i mean Tucker and Dale <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah that's what the, yeah that's what the movie's called right in, in like indonesia they call it two fat dudes covered two in guts two fat dudes in uh, in uh flannel yeah yeah, yeah. like it does, it, but i feel like it's the it's the girl equivalent of that i don't mean that dismissively i would much rather yeah, watch careful that. jesse I, I love happy death day actually and happy death day too um 
and I like Freaky a lot. But you're right. There is that kind of like it's always it's often with an 80s overlay or some kind yep. of time travel or hometown kind of angle to it. Uh, they're very rarely good, which is a shame because I'm yeah. always I'm always I always like I'm going to watch Totally Killer for sure. No one has told me it's good, but I'm going to watch it because it seems like something I should like. But I'm almost certain you might you might like it fine. I thought okay. it was OK. And I uh, it just it very much is exactly everything you expect from it. And it feels weirdly maybe just because hot tub time machine did it first with the 80s specifically like all the same jokes as hot tub time machine uh-huh. <laughs> except now it's like gen z humor yeah uh, it was okay we'll talk about that maybe next week or whenever that comes out um what else do we have nothing else we're gonna we're ready to talk about saw x uh how many franchises have gone to 10 uh we've got friday, friday the 13th th- friday the 13th halloween halloween Hellraiser, technically, I feel like there's definitely some yes, shitty ones Hellraiser. in there. Oh, yeah. But it's true. Does, Hell, does Hellraiser before the most recent one? Does it reboot at all, or is they all, or they do they not? Do they not really? They say? don't reboot at all. There's one that truly was made to keep the rights only, uh-huh. and like it costs nothing, and it was shot in a couple weeks. But like, and it has like that guy that's not it's, Doug it's Bradley. Yeah, it's it's fat it's fat, fat Jigsaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like pudgy Jigsaw. Jigsaw is like, well, I shouldn't have another, but he does. <laughs> <laughs> Him at the buffet table. Um, not a great movie. What's that one called? Judgment? I think that is the 10th one, actually. I think so you're right about that. And then there yeah. was one more with that same guy. And then there was the, the, the Bruckner. So that's 12, I think. Right. And the one that came after Judgment, there's one of them that, oh yeah, Revelation. Ugh. I believe you're right about that. Revelation was before Judgment. Okay, so Judgment maybe is the one that I'm thinking of that has that like opening scene that I really like, where it's like the bureaucracy of hell stuff, and then it just <laughs> transitioned to like a typical Hellraiser sequel where you're probably following some cop around for some reason. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, let's talk about Saw X, tenth movie in the franchise. It's well, it's rare, it's especially rare and especially notable for Saw with its tangled continuity. There are even fewer because we're talking about Halloween and Hellraiser. Hellraiser, it sounds like, doesn't really reboot. Halloween does multiple times. There's only there's yes. only I say quote unquote only six or eight or whatever that are or it you was, know there's six or one continuity and then you know it was five five of the original six had the original continuity and then right. they rebooted um oh no and then they no then they killed they they kind of re back on themselves for H two O yeah and then uh, and then there's a sequel to that and then they restart again with Rob Zombie and then they restart again. To go, so yeah, three, three yeah. or four different continuities with that, which one. is probably smarter. I mean, like, not that it's yielded great riches for Halloween, but it's at least you know the the green ones and the zombie ones are rarely you know they're not like oh this is Halloween twelve or whatever. But right. Saw is like rare. I, I haven't and I haven't seen a lot of the Friday Thirteenth, but like that's the other one that like really goes to ten without you know it it stays in theaters goes to 10 doesn't reboot i'm not sure if there are any other i mean there might be some it doesn't other. reboot but like i feel like 10 was the point where they were like literally jason in space and yeah, i loved yeah. it but yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but it like it doesn't you know i don't think it directly contrary you know it doesn't say no, like, oh, I'm sure it's just ones. like this is the same jason he's just uber jason they call yeah. him now. yeah and it well it's it's really interesting too that the saw x wants doesn't want to reboot the continuity there they don't want to anger the saw nerds who got the pen and pencil out going you know doing diagrams of when people were were doing different stuff but it also is sort of or at least they're sort of selling it and it sort of plays this way too as also this is a direct sequel to saw rather than 
Saw 10, the sequel to Spiral, you know, <laughs> or like, or like the sequel to Saw 7 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like this, they they made a big deal in the movie how like it takes place right after Saw, in the, in the promo rather than exactly. Right after Saw I was going to say, be careful because I feel like it's, it was so funny to me because in the press, you're right. They're like, it, this takes place two weeks after Saw 1. They were very specific. Like it takes place between Saw 1 and 2. When you watch the movie, it just is a movie that doesn't bother with any of that. No, I mean it. Very, Fire obviously takes place sometime between one and three, which is yes. a less a less clean marketing thing. But that's like that's when the movie's actually happening. It's like sometime between one and three, because like some of two takes place during one. So how can you say anyway? That's you know, that's why it's very easy to get tangled up with these uh, these things. But it is a remarkable achievement that they got to ten, you know, without having to go back and do you know i guess they have had flashbacks but they haven't done like okay we're, we're rebooting with young jigsaw and we don't know what's going to happen with this new version of him <laughs> young jigsaw what? my favorite rapper yeah <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite cvs sitcom to follow <laughs> <laughs> what i think is most interesting about saw x and mostly people's reaction to it because it's just critics love it everyone i know that's seen it has loved it thought it was awesome uh what i think the inter- interesting about that is that I feel like because this one is like a is the most normal movie, right? It's like very normy. There's not a bil- a billion convoluted timelines you have to follow. It is very decidedly a linear movie that doesn't care about any other thing outside of it. And to me, that has a, it's a double edged sword because I, I like this movie fine. I enjoyed what they did with it. I think the story, while does this movie does I believe very much believe this movie does not need to be two hours long. I don't know if I needed the full 45 to 50 minutes of laborious jigsaw setup that is kind of inert because we all know what's coming, I feel like. Um, (laughs) But at the same time, did we know what's coming? There was a minute there, you guys, where I was like, is the new timeline going to be Jigsaw fixes his cancer, it's over, and now he just is free to be a cancer-free murderer? Like, I was excited (laughs) about that prospect. And there was another prospect early on that I was excited by where we see a guy in the eye trap the center of the marketing campaign, the poster. And that trap is revealed to be a jigsaw fantasy sequence (laughs) in which he sees a guy like stealing something from a hospital room and envisions the trap that he would do to him. And then it cuts back to reality and the guy decides not to do it. And jigsaw gives him a little nod. Like you, he says, close. How came you? you, Yeah. What is he gave? He he says like something like good choice. Yeah. (laughs) Always, always happy to hear an old man say that to you when you're walking around. Uh, uh, that raises so many interesting questions about the speed and clarity with which Jigsaw is able to imagine new traps. <laughs> like, you know, it, it was mean, a fully think, formed idea. Yeah, yeah. it was you know, this compressed perhaps for entertainment value. But as far as we can see, <laughs> Jigsaw looks at this guy for 15 seconds and he's he like, kinda, got he it. He kind of Sherlock it. Holmes him. He yeah. like Guy Ritchie <laughs> Sherlock Holmes yeah. him. He's just like, he can instantly figure out the most ironic punishment for somebody. It's is like this a gift? Trick. Is this a gift or a curse? Does he walk? I just made me wonder if he's walking around constantly. Like he sees. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's yeah. yeah <laughs> no, this is what we know about Jigsaw. Is that, that man is, he is living and breathing torture. Like, yeah. I mean, we can talk <laughs> yeah. a little about my favorite, my favorite shot in the movie, which is 
he's he's he thinks he's had his cancer cured and he's sitting on a park bench beautiful day in mexico city and he's drawing a torture helmet yeah, big laugh in the theater when huge they were yeah. yes. huge laugh. Yeah. Dying. that's partially what i mean about the sense of humor that was like yeah. sorely missing from this franchise before i feel like the, it wasn't sorely missing if you can't if because the movies i guess what i'm saying is the sequels that like the later ones that people probably rag on like four or five and people love six but seven or whatever those ones to me are all funny in that they take themselves so seriously and the convolutedness of the timelines and how they intersect and how like each movie's twist is well this guy was around before doing all of this and like that's part and parcel of what i think makes them so fun and silly so this kind of this movie takes away that element of it so i feel like there's some part of me that misses the silliness of that but it makes up for it by being genuinely like this movie is self-aware to a degree that I don't think they've been before, where it knows that it's hilarious that Jigsaw's drawing these traps in the park. It yeah. knows that it's funny when a woman cuts out someone's intestines to use them crudely as a rope. <laughs> yes. And says like, well, now we have a rope. Now we have like, a rope. It's genuinely big, huge laugh lines. And there's several of those in the screening that got huge laughs. So like, I thought that was co- a cool change of pace where we're laughing with it, maybe not at it anymore. But I, I, also, I don't know. Right. That sort of bothers me. <laughs> you, you don't like it? I don't. I, I gotta say, I had to like I I walking out of that, you know, whistling a jaunty tune and clicking my heels together, um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> feeling truly uh, happy to be alive after seeing that movie. Um, I just kept thinking, like, God, of all the people to be Kevin Greuter to have hung on as long as as anyone has mm. in this series to then make the one Saw movie that kind of gets it, you know, however you want to describe that, obviously, you know, like the the rest of the movies have a certain level of self-awareness and all that, but this one, it really does border on broad comedy in a lot of ways without really kind of tipping its hand over, grammatically speaking. Um, And and it clearly, like, it's getting good reviews and people are going to see it. It's like, geez, you, you know, you were, you were not necessarily you were kind of the dark horse pick for saw director who was going to be the one to whatever like james wayne yeah. obviously is the guy who you know has has um has had the biggest career since and okay. darren bowsman's got another movie coming out in a couple of weeks and all this stuff but like kevin Greuter really hung in there and it paid rich dividends he's the guy who kind of solved the saw problem <laughs> Yeah, Greuter's been there since the first movie. He's edited all of the ones he didn't direct, I feel like. And maybe he edited the ones he directed. I don't remember. I feel like he, he edited this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hoff, where are you on this? Because I feel like you, I saw you log your two and a half star review. And I yes. definitely liked it more than that. I definitely a full recommend. I like the movie. I just have my weird misgivings where I'm like, I love that people love the story of like Jigsaw being scorned and getting such specific revenge. But to me, leaning in, to the like morality element that to me was always so flimsy about these movies, like leaning into that. Like, I just don't know if it was the best choice and I'm wondering where you land on all of this. Yeah. I mean, I will say, first of all, I am very happy for Kevin Greuter, you know, video editor solidarity. He's the guy who made saw six. So nice to see him doing well. Yes. Um, And, you know, I think the, this is one of the like best made saw sequels just in terms of like narrative focus and formal polish it doesn't sort of feel like an icp video there aren't like (laughs) five storylines that are all like tangled up around each other yes but you know for me 
the best part of like a saw movie is really like the people in the traps and getting to sort of relate to them and be like kind of follow their story and like see what happens with them and when you make the movie so thoroughly about jigsaw like this one really foregrounds him as the protagonist more than any of the other ones have done and you know you keep him like basically infallible like even more of a hero than he's ever been before which is saying something it just predetermines everything like from the jump like you know everything that's pretty much going to happen in this movie yes uh so yeah that to me just made it less interesting than a lot of the other ones so like my big joke or not even a joke my review line on it is like i like this a lot why did it take 50 minutes for the saw movie to start because it really does feel like a very long windup that could have been like the credit reveal could have came 50 minutes in. I like that we get saw X title card at the beginning and the end, but it could have came at that 50 minute mark. And it could have been like one of those hilariously long intro scenes, but there's something about it that felt like, I'm like, do we need, it's more that I was watching this movie waiting for it to justify the two hour thing. And instead I found myself going, did we really need to include the entire sequence where the pig mask person kidnaps every victim and then (laughs) montage back to it when we reveal that it's Amanda. Like, I didn't need every single element of that. And I didn't need them saying three different times when Jigsaw's like, well, how does the treatment work? And they're like, well, you know, it's like a cocktail of drugs plus surgery. But now in hindsight, you realize it's kind of the bit where it's like, these people are a scam and he keeps trying to get details and they keep telling him the same platitudes. But at the same time, exactly what Hoff is saying is my problem with it. It's the predetermined thing where, as I said, I had those thoughts early on where I was like, is it going to be he does get cured of cancer because that would be a twist. Is it going to be he doesn't kill anyone in this movie and it's all in his head and it's some sort of like commentary about murderers or whatever. Like I was really excited by the prospects of what it was throwing at me. I think the only reason I thought those things, Hoff, is because of what you're saying. I was like, it would be too obvious for them to do this, like what is happening here. Like he seems to be getting scammed. Like he jigsaw gets sound of freedom in this movie. (laughs) If you saw sound of freedom, you know that the opening scene is like a kid get, you know, whatever it is, a kid like talent show or audition for some (laughs) shit. And then like the kid gets kidnapped, the parents show up and the whole room is gone. (laughs) The stripped down to the parts. There's no one there anymore. That's what happens to jigsaw. He gets brain surgery. So, or so he thinks, and then he goes back to the room and it's just empty and they got scammed. And, and I will say, like, yeah. that is kind of a really good concept because Jigsaw is at heart like an embittered suburban boomer who is like angrily commenting on the local news articles and stuff. He is oh, yeah, exactly more the kind of, a of person. comment than a question. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's yeah. A town like, hall. He is the kind of person who would get taken in by like a nootropics, you know, fake <laughs> medicine scam. So like watching that happen to him, like there is a certain uh, enjoyment to it. There's also but, the like dichotomy that the movie's clearly trying to do, right? Where the first half of the movie Jigsaw, you could say, is the victim of a trap. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie, he's the person perpetuating the trap. And we get kind of like a lady Jigsaw in this movie who's a bad person who predict you I mean they kept her alive for a reason spoiler alert there's no way we're not seeing more of we've got a rope lady jigsaw um 
Jesse. By the way, the the, the most popular oh, the most popular gift for your wife in the '90s was the Lady Jigsaw, and <laughs> they always sold out of this at uh, Bloomingdale's. So you had to get there in friggin' October to secure yeah. one for. And it's it's so offensive that like they think oh like it's a jigsaw puzzle for women like what yeah. it's supposed to be easier or something like <laughs> come on. Yeah. Get out of town now! Well, I thought that king. was that's that was just a mammogram 60s. machine. I thought it was yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> the jigsaw trap for ladies for yeah. her. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I I do think it is. I mean, it, I I did find it kind of satisfying to watch Jigsaw get snowed by an obvious scam, uh, and I'm like. Like, and and I think, and Hoff is really right that it's, it is such a, it is like a, he's being taken in with this like jigsaw coded language perfectly sold to him where they're like, well, you know, this stuff works perfectly, but you know, the FDA and the pharmaceutical companies, they're very greedy. And that's, Jigsaw's just like, yes, that tracks. Like, you know, he's not like... (laughs) Like he's just I like, will take well, on the healthcare industry yeah. in, in four more films. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's he doesn't go, hey, that that's still weird that I haven't heard about this like miracle drug that combined with in a miraculous combination with brain surgery that would, would Well, it's a cocktail of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> plus brain surgery. A cocktail, you say. Um yeah. Right. So like well, I, he's taken in by that guy who's like, I've decided I'm not going to die of cancer because i'm just gonna fight it so hard and he's yeah. like yes that's that makes sense yeah that's yeah how these that, things work. i was waiting for them to come back and get that guy by the way henry i was waiting for michael beach to get his but uh, uh, did you not wait for the mid-credits scene yeah no i didn't oh, <laughs> you are gonna be delighted by what oh, we have okay. to reveal for you later <laughs> There's a very specific reveal there. Okay. Yes, it is. It is. It's. It. But it is kind of weird that the movie plays that stuff as if. I mean, again, the movie is the movie, and the trailer is the trailer. The trailer. I know, Brett, you don't watch these. The trailer tells you all this stuff. Like, tells you that Jigsaw gets scammed by a by a fake cancer. That store. is hilarious. Of course it does. But like, so if, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like even, the hook of the movie. Yeah. So why? There's even like you, stuff in the trailer that's not in the movie, right? Where he goes ooh. to doctors and they say like, "Yeah, you're not any better." I feel like, yeah, yeah. Right? There's that's right. That's right. The the trailer does imply that he returns to the states only to find out later, which does make more sense that you would try to get someone well the hell away, you know out of the country before they realize. Which they could probably help with a little bit if they bothered to even make an incision even if they aren't really doing the brain surgery the laziest <laughs> that scam. was the funniest thing about the about the scam thing is they didn't even make like they didn't do a fucking they don't thing. even shave his head nope. they don't want the liability <laughs> yeah. yeah right you can at least shave the head and write sucker and marker on the back when you're <laughs> right. but, but they really just he has to like feel his head and you see that it's completely untouched so that stuff it does it is a little tedious and Brad I completely agree that the the mechanic I think the thing is the reason they hang on to those pig costume getting people is that it's the only jump scares in these movies I remember sure. oh they were huge in the first one for me I remember them being scared. oh yeah well even yeah. in the in the fourth and fifth ones where I remember being bored out of my mind by large chunks of the movie I was like well at least there were a couple scares during the they had like some good pig mask stockings you know five minute sequences so I feel yeah. like they're like they have to have that for the scare stuff but you're right it's so tedious it can be short shorthanded so easily in fact you could just have the Amanda montage without the scenes where yeah. it, where you're obviously it's not jigsaw jumping around you know doing athletics it to, felt to that capture part, people it felt so perfunctory to me that i'm like this is cutting room floor stuff like yeah, why is, is this in here it is. yeah 
but once it gets, I, I, I will. I think I liked it a little more than you, and, and a little more on uh, as much closer to Scout's uh, feelings on it. That once it gets going, it's even before it gets going. I just kind of enjoy hanging out with Tobin Bell because well, he, Tobin yeah. parceled out so so minorly. He's in the other giving movies. a performance, man. Like it's like yeah. a real, yeah. Um, real performance in this movie yeah. the best we've ever seen from him for sure yeah he's very good he's he's has that kind of eastwoodian quality of like not doing a lot but he's very compelling even even in those that makes the little gestures very compelling when he does do something and once the movie gets going into its you know embraces its sawness it does kind of feel streamlined it, in that it doesn't have a terrible second rate cop subplot like that's ab- abysmally acted uh, it's just you're in the room with Jigsaw and these people and they do. It's kind of novel to, for them to have an effective villain. I feel like a lot of the times you you end up feeling kind of bad for the people. I mean, usually there's someone who like kind of pops off quickly and impulsively. and You kind of don't feel bad when they get killed quickly. Uh, and this one, you do kind of feel bad for the people, even though they have done something really horrible. And except that they do have a really strong villain who emerges eventually, uh, or I mean, not that eventually, but it really emerges as a true villain, not just a person with moral weakness, um, which, which plays kind of more, you know, sort of fun for me. And also just like, yeah, it just doesn't get bogged down with some of the mechanics of the other sequels, which I do have a lot of affection for. Don't get me wrong, but like, I don't actually think four or five or seven are very good movies. And this one, I was like, this is easily the best saw sequel since six. I don't think it's as good as six or maybe as good as one, two and three, but it's in it. It fits with those. Like you could have a series that's one, two, three, six in this movie. And you'd be like, oh yeah, those movies are pretty solidly good, like consistently in their exploitation, cheap kind of, you know, and then uh, you'd never meet agent Strom. Yeah. <laughs> a whole, a whole cast of characters uh, that you'll agent, that you'll FBI never agent, Perry, whoever, who gets ripped yeah. apart. <laughs> Matt Gibson. <laughs> uh, and still the, got my the, Matt Gibson action figure. Yeah, standing they're on such my memorable desk characters. <laughs> they also, well, they also, they also zigzag away from well, all of the movies. Really flirt with this a little bit, and then Spyro really embraces, which is what if good actor in Saw movie. And I, I do think Tobin Bell is a good actor, and I think Shawnee Smith is a good actor. But what I mean when I say that is like a name actor, or what if established actor in Saw movie. Da- back to the first one, having Elways and Danny Glover, and then even the low rent seventh one brings back Elways, if I'm not mistaken, That's and. True. This yeah. one, this one really goes the exact opposite. There is no one you recognize except the weathered faces of Jigsaw and Amanda playing the same ages they were supposed to be playing twenty years ago. <laughs> uh, which and I like, I like God that. Blessed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It kind blessed. of works. Yeah. I gotta say, it does. I, it does. I, I think just because everybody in the Saw universe looks like fucking hammered shit all the time anyway, <laughs> that like I, I had no trouble because like I had no, no throw had a no, bob on her. Yeah, who gives a shit? Like, honestly, you know, it's still, a, a, you know, that crazy coked up performance. Like, that's, yeah. you know, that's 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 what you want from a from a Saw movie. Right? That's what I want. Um, you know, it's you want weirdos in disgusting rooms. Um, yes. And the, this movie delivered on that. And it's funny, like, I, I had no idea that this movie was supposed to be set between one and three or one and two or whatever the yeah. fuck. Um, I just kind of was like, OK, so this is sometime before they cut Jigsaw's head off. Um, <laughs> well, so. they've all this franchise has been the whole story of this franchise to me is them regretting killing him in three. Oh, yeah. Every, every well movie has. Yeah, of course. And every movie has been like working their way, trying to work around that idea. And even even when he's not there, he looms large because it's always like an accomplice of Jigsaw or whatever. Right. But, yes. Yes. He, so this one does it different. With- 
play with Jigsaw in 56 at the uh, Village Vanguard. <laughs> yeah, his side man. That's right. <laughs> you know, Wu-Tang style, the affiliate. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yes, that's right. Now, the red man of Saw, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Eubanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's Kevin what a is, right? She's, yeah, she's always laughing at his jokes and stuff. Yeah, it is satisfying. It's possible that my... Uh, Bean cheese. I mean, okay. So I want to address the like the fact that it's at like eighty five percent of Rotten Tomatoes, and I know it's silly to like pay any mind to Rotten Tomatoes, but like that is a that is a number that begs for some attention. Given it definitely, I need to read an article about this. So maybe yeah, instead yeah, we'll just talk it out here. Well, I do want. I wish I, I wish I could write something about it because it's so clearly part of the move in criticism over the past ten or fifteen years. One that's very positive. I think I've talked about in the show before about how horror movies now can get pretty close to a fair shake sometimes almost too fair a shake uh from critics because i feel like for most of my time growing up in the 90s like it was just i mean part of it that there were maybe not that many really great mainstream horror movies but like horror was so looked down upon slasher movies especially it was so denigrated the way fucking roger ebert my idol talked about it was not yeah oh that it was just repulsive disgusting stuff and saw the original reviews were kind of a little bit you have to hand it to them and a little bit slasher movies are you know disgusting this is torture porn etc um in the after you know in the in the hostile saw era and so some of that just reflects like, yeah, it's later now and there's more critics now who like horror and appreciate horror and don't have the hang up about people getting, uh, you know, stuck in traps and getting their eyeballs sucked out by vacuums. Uh, but there's also it's also kind of confers upon I wrote a little bit this about this for Decider. It confers upon saw like a little bit of a, you know, this is a franchise. And that's the other thing that it's a kind of big movement in, in film criticism, at least that you can measure on Rotten Tomatoes, is there's more and more like dipshits on YouTube and like people who write for websites that you've never heard of where like they're not they're like sports fans. Like they want to they like about they talk about the franchise, you know, they, they talk about how much humanism is in each movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's a different thing. <laughs> Gosh, Mike, um, that's, I just want to say a villain older than Jigsaw. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say we got it. We got to get Hoffman back on the field. The franchise has been missing him. Yeah, and, uh, I want to know what you think about that. I'll take yeah, my yeah. off the that's, what, that's exactly it. That's how they sound. And so there's a lot of people who kind of confer more respect upon Saw, knowing that there's ten of them. Just there being ten of them, they can find someone. You know, if you're running a website, you can go. I know this because I want to be this person to to some degree. The person where they're like, okay, we need someone who likes this shit to review it. And I'm a, I was I was like someone's gonna email me right being like you've seen all the Saw <laughs> movies, uh, and instead I did Paul I reviewed Paw Patrol because I have seen the show because I have a child, um, a terrible <laughs> terrible fate. But like so, it's very easy to find the people who already kind of like this stuff and are gonna rate it on a scale of six point five to ten or right. seven point five to ten. So you just have a lot more of a forgive. You know that eighty five percent isn't because fucking Richard Brody is reviewing Saw Ten and telling it's <laughs> telling that everyone's great. And I don't mean that as a you know I I did like the movie. If I reviewed it, I would have given it a positive review. Um, but I think I would have given Saw Six a positive review, which was not. Uh, I, I sat I next to. Give it a I sat next to Gleiberman, who wrote a kind of positive <laughs> really? review of it, but it was, was also kind of rude. That was like, it's a real movie this time. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. It's so I do think there. There. Some of it is this sort of. It is. I don't mean to be sound like an old person. I mean like the softening of critical standards. It's just uh, what Rotten Tomatoes measures is very different from what it measured. 
when the first saw came out for better or worse well, did um, you guys, i might have missed this episode did you guys talk about when the payola stuff started uh, getting published in that article we did okay yeah i think we did we did touch on it at some point yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it, it doesn't even have to be literal payola for it to have a similar effect i mean there's you know the payola is the access just getting to go getting to go sometimes yeah it's and I don't mean to be like one of those people who's like, oh, they're all, it's just a, you're just a Disney shill if you liked the, the creator or whatever. Because people have these insane conspiracy theories about how we're all getting checks from Disney. Uh, I wish I was getting some oh, fat check I would from love Disney. It. I, would, I, I would love wait, Marvel. Give me the check. Check my direct deposit here. Yeah, did, did, did it hit? Yeah, there we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. And $71,000. Yeah. Scout, <laughs> Scout actually likes the creator now. Oh, yeah. I love the creator yeah, now. Just, Are you kidding just, me? The minute in. that check hit, ooh, yeah. that movie really opened up. To I know. Me, I'm like, I'm I already like. See it. I already like Star Wars. Sure, you should. You should give me some payola for it. Uh, <laughs> but like, even if it's not literal, that thing, I think it does have have an effect. And uh, at the same time, I do think there is an organic aspect to it—a kind of instant, not instant nostalgia, because now these movies are almost twenty years old. I went to go see it uh, at the as you're supposed to see a Saw movies, not at a press screening. I'm scandalized that they had one for this movie. Ridiculous, <laughs> foolish. They knew. They, they knew. They knew they had a winner on their hands. Yeah, they. I think they knew people would would be a little more forgiving of it. That they didn't invite me to see it, so I just went to go see it uh, Thursday night. You at could the AMC see them Empire. scrambling to. I don't think they knew that how good it would do because they sent out like. Like a holy shit look at our rotten tomato score email uh, the, the, the following day like they could yeah no it. i wouldn't even liking the movie and knowing those trend lines changes I, I would not have guessed that it was gonna have the same rotten tomatoes rating as like what i wrote about was like you know in 2003 around when when saw was in the may in the works like the biggest the like x2 came out and it was like the biggest comic book movie ever in terms of like this was like one of the best superhero movies ever and it got like 85 percent of rotten tomatoes and now that's just like what saw 10 gets because people are in a good mood uh which again yeah. <laughs> I, it's not a, not like something worth really you know it's still just dumb rotten tomato stuff but i went to go see it on a thursday night uh, uh the opening night showing at the amc prime screen in times square love the empire that always shows a shitty horror movie on one of their biggest screens uh and people were have, still on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, the projector is still on. Everyone, who is every that time, for? Every who time we, for? we all gasp collectively. We're all like, what's the black? <laughs> the NYC so black. movie guru. Yeah. Every time right. he goes to a movie and it goes dark, he goes, where'd the fucking movie go? And yeah, he gets yeah. like to leave. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> the projector on? I don't even know. Uh, I, I went to see it. At the, at the not, it was not quite sold out, but it was crowded. I chose the show, in fact, and blew off a New York Film Festival screening because I wanted to see it with a crowd. And people were so into it, and it was so fun. People cheered at the Lionsgate logo. People cheered. <laughs> the at gears the, are back. The, yeah, the red gears. They cheered at the twisted pictures. They they cheered at the first time Jigsaw appears. Amanda shows up. People lost their shit uh, at the mid credit scene that we'll talk about in the spoilery section later. And Phil uh, Scout in people lost it. Uh, uh, at one point, someone had brought his own uh, Billy the Puppet doll that he made, and people were taking pictures with it. And I'm pretty sure he was the guy that when Jigsaw, when they ask what Jigsaw does, and he's like, uh, I'm an engineer, wink. Uh, this guy behind me who had the, the Billy Puppet was like, whoa. <laughs> uh, so that was a little fucking scary. <laughs> he's Civil like, engineer. Woo! Yeah, I know what that woo! means. I make traps. Um, but yeah, I have a kill room. Yeah, the crowd was t- was was eating up all the, the him sketching the 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 trap helmet, all those little stupid nods and winks. 
that the movie was kind of having fun with this audience was just going crazy for. And I felt like much more than an actual Marvel movie, though I've enjoyed some of those. I was like, Oh, I get, I kind of get now why people get so amped about like Avengers Endgame and you get swept up in the crowd. Cause I was like, it's fun. It's fun to be here. They're just clapping at things they recognize. It's not like they're clapping at some awesome, you know, uh, camera movement or imagery or anything, <laughs> but, or some great action sequence or whatever. They're just clapping because they like, Tobin Bell and they like seeing Shawnee Smith, but there was a kind of weird warmth to this movie where people are getting their intestines pulled well, out. You, you know. live in New York City, so there's also a contingent of Becker fans <laughs> that are there for Shawnee Smith who That's watches she, Becker every week on CBS. She was, she was on Becker? Is that, I only know Pluto her from TV. Saw and the Blob. Oh yeah, she was she was our series regular on Becker. Oh, good for her. Good. So she has some she has Becker money. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, famously, I watched every episode of that fucking show for whatever reason. Yeah, that Becker money really keeping the lights on these days. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I will. I will say I had a very well. I have to also say that direct deposit joke. I think I stole that from Carl Tart. Uh, but also, um, uh, I was at an opening day screening. I was. It was Thursday night at the AMC Boston Common. Go Sox! And um, <laughs> a lot of confused Sox fans at the Sox. A lot of confused Sox fans. So I got to tell you, it doesn't take much for us to really not know what's going on. <laughs> so, you know, we're on the train. We got our gear on. We go right up to the theater. We say fucking 58 tickets for Sox, me and my whole crew. And we went right up there and we watched that movie and we was fucking confused. Um, Where's Mark Walmer? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> fucking fireman. I this movie would have a lot more fucking baseball in it. Yeah. Um, What's the score? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. What's the score? Um, Saw 10, people zero. That's a callback. <laughs> All right. Um, but no, people were really enjoying it. The guy next to me um, was clearly there because his girlfriend wanted to go. And I got to say, the goths were out in full force. The goths were out. Um, and uh, they were there to see Saw 10. So that really warms the cockles of my heart. And um, did everybody yeah. gasp at the Mexico yellow filter when it opened? When the, <laughs> no, when they got to Mexico. Uh, no, I think you're in a you're in a town that puts that filter on every story they hear about Mexico. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're like, like, oh, they're a Mexico fan. I was like, oh, yeah, like, they didn't have there. to. They, you didn't have to put the flag or the tail. They're like, ah, oh, it must be in Mexico. Um, <laughs> See, this I, movie does understand shorthand. Why can't they exactly use it for right, other yeah, things? Yeah. 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 yeah, I know that filter from my racist fantasies. Um, <laughs> but, um, so the guy, the guy next to me was clearly there with the girlfriend. The girlfriend was loving it. She was doing, you know, a lot of this when she was seeing shit she recognized and all that. You know, it was it was very like a sporting event. But he left at one point. He left, I think, during right after intestine rope. Um, he he had to take a take a breather and get out of there. But he came back very gamely and 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 uh, sat through the rest of the film. But my screening was basically full. It was wild. Um, you know, when I got there, probably ten minutes before it started, there were still seats available. By the time it, uh, you know, started, there was no, there was nary a seat left in the house. It was very encouraging to see. I got to say, even as somebody who really doesn't have much affection for the yeah. thing as an idea, it's, you guys, yeah, it's just funny that it's become such a comfort watch for so many people, including me. Like I did have such weird nostalgic. Like this is so nice to be in a theater. Yeah. Honestly, yes, I same, you know, even again, like, you know, you guys know my thoughts on this are weirder than most people, which is that I like five and eight. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you like Jigsaw a lot. I like Jigsaw a lot. I think it's shot. I love the Spirit Brothers, but I didn't like that movie that much. Right. I do. No, I mean, literally, you know, with your, your, I mean, I don't think anyone else on Earth but me likes that movie, <laughs> except maybe the spirits themselves. Um, 
but uh yeah no it's uh, i i was happy to be back i really was i didn't think i would be i was like oh, another fucking whatever i'll go and then i was just having a blast it was great there's the we can go over all the traps if we want but first let's go over unless hoff you have anything to add before i um go into maybe spoiler territory and at least do one of the big reveals because i just can't wait to get to it let's talk traps okay uh well, the traps in term in terms of the ba- uh i feel like the traps in this movie i like them a lot they feel very simple basic and like they were thinking like well we can't have too elaborate because it's early in jigsaw's career so like they were very like redundant with both traps within this own movie and also previous saw movies like it's a lot of cutting out stuff and weighing it like a lot of that's what he's done in the past and they're doing it again. i kind of had a, bin, a bone to pick with that i i felt like though uh, uh, they were entertaining traps i just felt like generally i like the idea that like jigsaw wants to do horrific you know impossible traps that are winnable which late in some of the sequels you know amanda like, and, yeah. and, and our and our man kaufman get get in trouble for doing unwinnable traps that are just going to torture someone before they die. And I feel like the measurement thing is kind of nitpicky. It's kind of like it's it's you know, you get the spirit but it's not the letter. You get people cut off their own legs successfully and and sap out bone marrow successfully yeah and then to get them on a fucking technicality yeah that's that it's not quite the amount in the amount in the amount of time allotted i'm like that's kind of cheap shit man and he's decided yes he's decided every surgery takes about three minutes and it should be be fine you should be able to do I mean, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead too much, but the brain one was, this really does not happen to me often in these movies, but that was one trap where I was like, there is no point to even trying to do this. Like, just enjoy your last three minutes before you die. Come on. Take a Don Henley tune and wait for that. That's what I would say. Some of people may say it's a problem with these movies, but I enjoy that you see a trap set up, right? And you can see that, like, okay, if she doesn't saw off her leg with the audition-style wire, um, she's going to have her head chopped off with that audition-style wire. And you're watching the movie, and if you're anything like me, you go, I, they didn't build that trap so they couldn't cut her head off. Like, they are. <laughs> that's the problem with these, the tension for those scenes for me. I'm like, almost, like, I feel like a guy wins a trap very early in this. The guy with the bombs on his arms wins. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, was yeah. a good scene. Very tense. Yeah, I like cool, that one. Cool. Um. Yeah, but it's, like, it's the same as like Game of Thrones, like where they had this thing where every battle would just end with like some cavalry swooping in at the very last minute. Like the Saw movies, because they want to indulge all the like sadistic yeah. concepts, like every trap ends up being like they do, you know, they torture themselves in the way that they're supposed to, but then they also get killed because they just didn't do it fast enough or yeah, do sorry. enough of it or whatever. You, yeah. There wasn't yeah. another ounce of marrow. Goodbye. Yeah, like, like if, yeah. If, he, if his whole thing is like he's teaching people to, you know, he's teaching people grim- measurements. Yeah. He, <laughs> He's unless the person he's torturing is a fucking baker, then I feel <laughs> like you should give him a break on, you know, actually, you know, I feel like they're doing what he's asking. And like, they, they, that's a fair amount of fortitude to saw off your leg, yeah. to not measure the marrow fast enough. Like, come on, man. That's just, I don't know. That just, so, I, I, that's bullshit. 
Yeah, we got the leg amputation that should have worked, but she didn't cut off her second leg in time. Or no, the marrow didn't go in in time. You're didn't right. It just, yeah, she just didn't do it fast enough. She didn't yeah, slice that, off her entire just, leg fast enough. That was the one moment where I thought I might throw up was the yeah. marrow collection. <laughs> yeah. That's the it's rest gross. of it. The rest Pretty of it I could kind of deal with, but that one really fucked Another up. Another thing, really gross. well, we obviously have to mention in, con- in conjunction with that, as horror fans and practical effect fans, these movies, 13 million bucks, they spend it all on nasty on practical go- effects and cool Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. It looks so good. When it your was- head gets dropped off and her body falls to the ground, I'm like, look at that fake body. That's awesome. Yeah, like her body, limbs, Her body you know? flops to the ground. It's all great. I'm like, these movies spend the money where they need to. Uh, so we got the eyeball suction trap that, as we mentioned, isn't a real trap. But you see it unfold as if it is. So as a as from like a saw fan perspective, worked for me. I got yeah. the I got the eyeball trap. The eyeballs got sucked out after he broke. He had to break every one of his fingers because he was a thief. Which that's a that's a perfect jigsaw trap, right? That one was conceptually correct. It felt good. Again, the guy got his eyes sucked out because it's on the poster. Were they not going to show you the guys? <laughs> the eyes get sucked out. Um, there's the guy doing brain surgery. That was great. Oh, that was good. There's the guy. Or the lady, no, the guy in the ends up getting like the was like a Mexican sort of some sort of mask closes on him, and it's like that's the heat. brain guy, isn't it? Yeah, that the, was brain guy. Oh, that is the brain guy. And there's yeah. also a radiate. There's a pretty uh, this again. This much was much more winnable, and she does. Uh, this is a spoiler, I guess. She does win it. The radiation where she's suspended and has to break break her, her arm, legs or whatever, break her yeah. arm and leg to get out. I of I fucking thing. died when the stupid fucking radiation cannon moved a couple of feet down. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's I was like. Laugh. That that, yeah, that was that was people were laughing in the theater about that. Yeah, that yeah. And so, I really I did I you know, on a like kind of relatively I mean these movies are very silly, but the kind of serious note I enjoyed, especially knowing what happens with Amanda, where she does kind of make some unwinnable traps later, that she gets really she's really invested in this girl in the narrative of the drug user. Yeah. Right? She's an addict and she's, you know, struggling, and it wasn't this thing was not really her idea, and she was kind of sucked sucked into this. And she, like two eyeballs before her, she was. Yeah, <laughs> she was. But yeah, with the force of several vacuums, with the force of a bank uh thing where you're in yeah. the drive-through. <laughs> yeah, with the force of a, a pneumatic tube. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you put uh, your checks in it or whatever. Like Bob really... Odenkirk sending the story to press in the post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh she's very invested in that girl's survival and is like trying to pull strings behind the scenes to kind of make it a little easier. And I thought that was an interesting dynamic and a good, good use of a man. Yeah. And like that, that has more kind of interesting inter- interpersonal tension and psychological tension that they don't always. This is before he threw her in a pit of needles. Remember? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is, well, we, I feel like it's unclear whether it's, whether or not. She's I would think from... it had to have been after. Pit of yeah. You right? think, so, think so, but according I... to the producers, they didn't think about that because <laughs> yeah. they were talking about, it. Yeah. but the, be- one of the craziest thing that happens in this movie is at the end when the final trap is if you forgot these movies started in like post 9-11 and were about post 9-11 anxieties we get a blood waterboarding we get blood waterboarding with a child (laughs) (laughs) before we get to that they put a child in a saw trap i'm sorry go ahead call we're just on the on the radiation trap Can, can we talk about the screenplay brett is that okay oh please yeah, you a while back. You and yeah. I, I didn't know if you wanted yeah. to talk about it, Hoff, because I know that you you wrote it and you were kind of bummed about some of the uh, the liberties that they took in rewrites. You're not too <laughs> wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Hollywood, you know. Um, <laughs> no, but we were like you and I were working on like a spec screenplay for yes. another a new Saw movie, which we were calling Saw X. Yes. Um, and we were like trying to come up with trap ideas, and I think one of the ones we had was an idea for like 
a radiation trap where the idea was like, if you don't do stuff in time, you get blasted with radiation, which doesn't kill you immediately, but like, you know, you're going to get some horrible cancer. Yeah. Uh, so, and I thought that that's what they were going to do with the x-ray trap, but then it was just like, no, he made it into a big heater. Do or you whatever. remember what my first trap was in that? It was so hard. Um, I only wrote, I think I wrote one trap and was like, this is impossible. I can't. Yeah. I, can't I remember the scene, anymore. but I can't remember. Yeah, exactly I don't remember either. Um, we had my idea for Jigsaw's return was basically to have him be like deep faked and like existing in that way. Like Tobin Bell's in the movie, but it's he's like a he's collective like Don, of he's yeah. Don Cheadle in Space Jam 2. 100%. He's an algorithm and he's being kept alive by the good people at Warner Brothers Picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Aren't yeah, I would say in terms of you, these movies always have that moment where the twist hits. And the Charlie Clouser Hello Zep score starts playing. What whatever variation is, maybe it's Hello Charlie, maybe it's Shit House. These are all the soundtrack titles. Um, <laughs> but like when the Hello Zep starts playing in this one, and the reveal twist is like, this guy knew this lady from earlier. Like it just wasn't. It didn't hit as hard as I wanted to. But I appreciated that you still get your satisfying like. You think Jigsaw's down, but he knew he's always one step ahead, and he wanted this kid to get waterboarded with blood. Actually, it's yeah. The, well, he, that, no, it he was, didn't want. He didn't want that. It was supposed that. to be him and Amanda. That was yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Is that he was? Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta hand it to Jigsaw being so confident. He's like, of course they'll have a gun. They won't shoot us though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know about your math on that one, but yeah. Yeah, I know you're a civil engineer. Guns but... are notoriously predictable things. Yeah, And I saw well, this with a friend, and he pointed out like, oh, if they knew the whole time that the gun didn't have bullets in it, did they need to go through with like waterboarding this child? Could they have sort of called it at a certain yeah. point? Yeah. Like, on like hold on a sec. Yeah. Stop, the, stop the blood waterboard. He's like, I want to see if this one works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, Let's uh, see I how this develops. A lot of my retirement money. <laughs> well, to know if it this... works or if it's cool. <laughs> it does. Uh, bring it like it has a really interesting idea that the movie sort of goes back on because jigsaw is so you know uh infallible yes which is jigsaw in a fucking jigsaw trap like that's kind of crazy that i don't remember i don't maybe i haven't you know i haven't rewatched the old ones in a while uh but i don't think that happens right i don't think there's ever a time where he's dead to his own yeah put himself in one like that was the whole thing is somebody's got to cut his head off with a saw on one of them and that but he like plans it that way or whatever yeah Yeah, one of them's like his brain surgery or whatever yeah right yeah Yeah, his famous that's not a trap which yeah yeah, his brain surgery that happens i like that now we have like the backstory the origin for jigsaw before he gets his brain surgery he had origins yeah (laughs) before he had successful or still unsuccessful brain surgery he had another unsuccessful brain surgery. Like, <laughs> like, is there another prequel? They're like, well, before this time, there was another time. <laughs> he, was, he actually had another he just time kept getting, doctors he, didn't do it. Yeah, they were just like, kept yeah. getting catfished by doctors. Yeah. Like, <laughs> over the, yeah, they go back to the 60s or whatever. And yeah. <laughs> you watch He's Fox been trying News to get this taken care of for decades, and yeah. they just won't fucking give him the surgery. These leeches do nothing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is there an actual doctor anywhere I, in the United States? I bought this snake oil. It's going to work. <laughs> it will be the thing. <laughs> a cocktail of snake oil and surgery. Um, yeah, it's, 
like that aspect of it kind of made me go, oh, it would be fun to see. I feel like the closest you you it's not a trap, but in in Saw Two, he's captured and in monologues a bunch with the cops. Yeah, with Donnie Wahlberg. He, yeah, your son yeah. is in a safe place. Wait, yeah, Donnie's yeah. kid got taken. Donnie's kid's in a safe place. Yeah. <laughs> Donnie Smith threw him in the needles. He yeah. told him. He told him yeah. it was in a safe place. I told him. I you gotta check the him. safe. He says in a safe place. Listen, I'm checking the safe. That's all yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> First place I'm going to go, Silhouette Lounge, because I yeah. always leave my wallet with those guys. When I have yeah. one too much to drink, I go to Silhouette, and I have a couple of high lifes, and I pass in my wallet. I come back the next day. Everything's perfectly fine. Like, it would be fun to see Jigsaw actually subjected to a trap, or like, or, you know, not in a way where he kind of has a plan already to get out, because it was novel to me to see, like, Jigsaw faced with that same, like, you know, not as interestingly the conveniently the final chap trap is not quite as deadly you know and, and like gory as any number of previous traps but it was still interesting to see <laughs> jigsaw it confined and being blood waterboarded in, in a really nasty way and that's something i mean maybe you do sometimes wonder like oh what do they have good ideas for these things and then say oh save it save it for 11 save it for 11 <laughs> like, well <laughs> it does feel like based on the box office and the writer on twitter being like this is my first certified fresh movie. He's having a great weekend. And he said, can't wait for you guys to see 11. So I think it's pretty clear that he's, it's already in the works. And as you know, the green light go after it, it opened, you know, budget 13 movie made 18. I think this is going to have weirdly high, good, good word of mouth business. Like, I don't think it's going to drop as hard as other movies, other horror movies will, because we've never had that critics liked it bump for these movies and i don't know what that's gonna do um but we'll see um what else is there to say uh, I, uh oh yeah. I, I, briefly we passed over it a little bit but one of the one of the one of the many little pleasures of this film is the oh. um the the sonorous sound of tobin bell's jigsaw saying the word gift card um <laughs> he goes to a liquor store and asks for a gift card. i remember that i wrote that down too i'm like he buys liquor and then asks for a gift it's very confusing and he uh, also like, give you he wants like email yeah oh that's right yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh john kramer john kramer 99 at gmail right yeah it's kramer like, john. it's like kramer john, kramer john. Email. i feel like it's not nine i feel like there's more numbers because i remember trying to memorize it and i then assure I, you I, it's 994 because i emailed oh, it did you get back to hear from him he did it was an auto reply um Hold on. Oh, they really thought of everything, huh? The oh, viral marketing. That's incredible. Kramer John. It's, it's an auto reply which gives you a phone number. Hold on. Do you want me to read the whole thing here? It's not sure. Yes. Or you all can just. You can read it. Yeah, read it. I'm not going to email Jigsaw. Okay. Like man knowing my uh, IP address. Yeah. <laughs> uh, out of the country, please read. Uh, Hello, thank you for reaching out. I will be traveling out of the country for the next <laughs> few days, so I may be slow to respond to any messages. If this is an emergency, please please give me a call at 310-564-8144. Best, John Kramer. Best. Yeah, so then I called. A polite man. Yeah. Uh, and you get this, like, you know, voicemail answering machine message where he says, like, oh, you have chosen to go on a dark quest or i don't remember but then he says like <laughs> if you if you choose to continue like text this number i want to play a game it's like man i, I haven't even i haven't done that it's too many steps yeah, yeah too many but, they want you to do too many things um yeah in terms of random moments i'm remembering that i'm talking about like sense of humor made me really happy that like this is a flourish for the fans i love this there was a moment where the person who's doing a trap stops listening to their tape and jigsaw just starts doing it live yeah, yeah. 
It's the Fuck best. It, we'll thing. do it live. Yeah, it's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. He like just grabs a mic and starts being like, "Well, whatever he says." I don't remember what it is. He's, it was. It was very. Yeah, it was very Kanye West at the uh, VMAs. Yeah, he just grabs the mic. Finish. Yeah, but I have to tell you that this trap is very good, and I really wish you heard the explanation oh. to its conclusion. Um, <laughs> we, have to, we have to reveal the end credit thing because okay, Scout, please, yes, I'm pretty uh, sure. I'm not sure if this is true or I'm just Mandela effect memorize pretending this happened. I'm pretty sure we envisioned exactly this thing happening. I think yes. we said this as a bit. Yes. I think we did. Jesse's confirming. Yes. That we were the joke was, wouldn't it be great if there was like an MCU style Detective Hoffman reveal in one of these movies? <laughs> <laughs> and God bless them. Someone at that someone at Lionsgate's a new flesh listener. Or they did the obvious fucking thing, which is to have a sense of humor about that. That your how your character to me it's so funny that audiences would cheer for Detective Hoffman and yet it <laughs> happened and it's there so now basically it, Scout oh, what yeah, you're saying ahead. happened happens like okay. he runs into Thomas or whatever or Henry or whatever that guy's Henry, name is yeah Michael with the, Beach with the yeah. fake stomach uh, fix thing and the, you know and they're in his, the the bathroom from the first movie right yes, yes. they're in yes. the bathroom from the first movie they're putting some crazy looking device on his stomach to actually cut it open. And it's jigsaw with detective Hoffman and detective and Hoffman see, says, you, it, what does he say? Like you chose out of all the people to fuck with, like you fucked with John Kramer or something yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in the poetry he's known for. Now, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, Hoffman is, is he, if you don't remember him from the other movies, he's the guy yeah. who looks like he slept through his audition to play the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I fucking knew it. Um, I was going to say mine was mine was, <laughs> If there's anybody you're going to applaud for because you're seeing him in the same bathroom, it's Detective Hoffman. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I was going to say, if you don't know who Detective Hoffman is, he's, he's played by uh, Australia's pride and joy, Costas Mandalore, uh, the thunder from Down Under, who looks like he'd be mean to dogs. <laughs> Well, they mention him like in the dialogue occasionally in the movie. So, like even before the mid credits thing, like he's constantly like his face is constantly threatening to show up, like yes. Zuzu in The Exorcist, like... but less attractive. <laughs> well, it is scarier than Pazuzu because he looks like the bouncer for a club that exclusively employs underage women. <laughs> <laughs> And that's scary. <laughs> and, it, and it did, it did, it really, like, this, the sight of this guy who looks like someone John Wick would kill immediately, <laughs> like, let, like, the crowd went wild for it. And it is, like, something where, when, it, it's, like, instant nostalgia, because, like, I, I was so vexed by him in 4, 5, and 6, and however fucking long he sh- sticks around. And now, and I was happy to see him, too. I was like, fuck yeah, it's fucking Hoffman. And it, it's, like, well, the star of virtuosity. Yeah. <laughs> Famously, I think that I mean I have to assume that the reason that they cast Stephen Brand is so that the whole time you're like this guy kind of looks like somebody that I know, but uh, <laughs> nobody I want to see again. And yeah. then uh, Hoffman shows up and you go, "Yeah, you're right. I didn't want to see him again." <laughs> well, I feel like when you cast Cost- Costas Mandalore, you're like aiming to remind people of like a more famous person because he looks kind of like a or distend- a distended Andy Circus. <laughs> What you hire Gus's Mandalore, you're hoping to make people nostalgic for the time your uncle cut back from rehab and it clearly didn't take. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I do like Costas Mandalore, and I think he maybe has aged the best out of any of the cast members. <laughs> but he still, when they bring him back, he does still look like Donald Trump's even more evil twin. <laughs> you know, he looks like swollen Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he's the third doctor on Grey's Anatomy. Mick <laughs> I, I I got really lazy and I also wrote straight to video Patrick Dempsey <laughs> in case <laughs> the other one didn't work because I ran out. Well, I, and that like, it did make me wonder, like, are they? So, what's the deal? Like, is it one of those? Th- I, it, this is very silly, but it weirdly brought me in mind after I was calmed down from all the ecstatic cheering everyone was literally doing about this. Uh, I was like, this is kind of like this. Not to make it, you know, this is because Disney's check cleared, like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, where they had Where's these three movies. Yeah, <laughs> well, like <laughs> the three movies that people liked less it seemed like though they have a lot of defenders now and verbinski sort of know what's knows what he's doing in that in that realm but then they you were best start people. believing in saw movies Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> you're in right. one you're in one <laughs> well then like so those movies didn't do you know kind of disappointed some people they were a little convoluted so they're like well we're gonna do a fourth one don't don't worry it's not gonna be all convoluted with it's gonna kind of start fresh with a new story nobody really liked it because it kind of sucked and then when they did a fifth one, that it was like, okay, here's another standalone story. It ends with like, guess what? The characters whose stories were resolved from the three movies are all maybe going to come back. There's like a post credit scene with like uh, Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley, and even teasing the return of the villain from Daisy Davy Jones, who was like dispatched in the third movie definitively. Yeah. And this reminded me a little bit of that, where I'm like, wait, now we've reached a cycle where you're sort of circling back and saying, hey. Remember the stuff that turned people off about Saw 5 and caused a huge box office drop off? You're like, you just want to see that again now, right? We're going to circle back and it's going to be more Amanda, more Costas Mandalore, more more Jigsaw flashbacks that that cram more stuff into the time. It just feels like they're right back to not having any kind of like, I mean, not, I'm sure there's stuff they can do with it. This movie worked quite well for being yes. wedged into somewhere between Saw 1 and 3, but they don't really have any new ideas for where to take it so much as like, remember Hoffman after four or five movies, he's back. Like <laughs> we just got, I feel like we just got rid of him. Like he hasn't been gone that long. What are we supposed to be excited about? When you have this? Costas Mandalore on the call sheet, you call <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah. Well, speaking true. of wedged, uh, Costas Mandalore, of course, is what you get when you wedge a Martin Sokus eight by 10 glossy under your couch for a couple of weeks and then pull it back out after not realizing you've been sitting on it for so long. Uh, I also believe that uh, Costas Mandalore was Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey Rush's stunt double on Pirates of the Caribbean 3. <laughs> exactly oh my god um yeah i hear what you're saying about that reveal as much as i enjoyed it i'm like yeah what is this what does this imply about the next one what like all this is is just like telling us more information we already knew you're getting at why i think everyone loves this one and why i as someone who defends all the ones other people would not like except for jigsaw which i'll leave that to scout um (laughs) this one it does feel like it's saw it's like more not to be an sound annoying or elitist or anything, but it does feel like a more normie movie, like a more mainstream. You don't gotta understand all this stuff, but if you do understand all this stuff, stick around for the end credits, and we'll, you will be rewarded. I think yeah. it's more like that than it is. Well, we've got a huge plan for Hoffman in Eleven, but like <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. But it does feel like to me we haven't seen the last of Lady Jigsaw. It's just like in Fast and the Furious, that everyone who is a good person will become a bad person and then might come back to the good side or whatever. Yeah. But in Saw, no, in Saw, it's reversed. It's everyone instead becoming eventually a, a hero, villain becoming yeah. a family. Yeah. Yeah. She will well, eventually then, become a this part of before, the accomplice. Before yeah. the post credits ends, has the most honeyed and unconvincing sweet ending of any Saw movie. Because they, oh, yeah. they always end with the camera stuttering around and someone going, ah! 
like you know, as, as like as like a, as like a bear trap closes on their femur. Someone's or head's in a cube. Yeah, yeah. That's right. yeah. Their their eyes are two inches from like a rusty you, nail. You didn't and know like, a camera could circle that fast, but yeah. they have the technology now. And they do they do you they do break that out a few times in ways that I really appreciate. They Me even too. do a kind of Juan's later period Juan style camera like rotate thing that he does in all his fight scenes and stuff, yeah. but. The actual ending is like Jigsaw and Amanda and their common law Mexican child uh, <laughs> going off into the honeyed sunset. Very much. Uh, it was like an ending of an episode of The Incredible Hulk from this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. And like, I don't, I'm not mad at it. I actually kind of like, you know, you talk about Brad about how this one was missing some of these sort of. Uh, sincerely unintentional silliness i was like well that qualifies i think that that they're trying to give us an emotional ending and that sort of scratched that itch for me and i again like seeing hoffman again i had i couldn't be mad at it but it was also kind of like what movie do they think they're making like he's he's just gonna go on and kill like 50 more people (laughs) or maybe they're saying those movies don't exist and this is it for him (laughs) this is the fresh start killing this is the new timeline i'd like that Actually, speaking of the Incredible Hulk, do you guys hear that DJ Qualls got the Incredible Hulk serum and turned into Costas Mandalore? <laughs> that is very mean. That is the Thank meanest you. one I've heard. Yeah. Actually. That's mean to everyone. Uh, that's mean to Qualls. It's mean to Costas. It's mean to the Hulk. It's mean to everybody. Well, if, if you take a pill of Timothy Chalamet and put it in a bowl of water, it turns into <laughs> Don't play. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Hoff you were saying something about like you want to see more specific versions of him uh, torturing other people or something tell me yeah, your, your mean, take on this movie Yeah. well yeah, that's part of the concept of this movie is like the people he's going after these medical scammers are obviously like very unsympathetic it's clearly like a terrible fucked up thing to do but also like a lot of the sort of I don't know emotion that's driving what he's doing is just kind of like pissed off consumer who's like thinks that the waitress gave him the wrong burger on purpose or something it is, like he's a human like... yelp review yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah i was thinking just imagining him in a retirement home setting up a trap for all like the nurses who like aren't bringing him the right flavor of pudding or something you know they need to learn I liked your idea that he would uh, have all the living ex-presidents together in a trap. Yes, I really, I thought about that when I was watching oh, the movie. Man. I really want to see it now. The yeah. trap with the living ex-presidents. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, they should be, I, I'm surprised they haven't gone to Jigsaw trapping a face. Maybe this is too, uh, this is too uh, Friedberg Seltzer style, but like Jigsaw trapping a famous, per, you know. There's it's, like, it's, <laughs> it's King Leonidas from yeah. 300. <laughs> 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 and he's a, a little person for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Uh, well, they kind of did in this one though, because like the main villain is sort of Elizabeth Holmes. I mean, they don't yeah, go like that's true. overboard yes. with it, but yeah. God, speaking of great voices, that's the only thing she was missing was that great Theranos <laughs> voice. You imagine yeah. Jigsaw and her trying to have like a conversation. <laughs> I think Sorry, Lewis, this is the start Lewis. of my my ten minutes at the yeah, comedy yeah. store. <laughs> it's what good. Would that sound like it's going exactly. well? I think it might go something like this. Um, uh, uh, Lewis Peitzman, friend of the show, in his review, said that Tobin Bell and Shawnee Smith playing the ages they're supposed to be in this has the feel of Wet Hot American Summer first day of camp. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I agree very with much. that and love that. Um, so in summation, I had a goddamn blast with Saw X. I think it fits like right in the middle for me of Saw movies. I like them all, to be clear, except for the last maybe three before this one, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but like, I'm trying to rank it. I had a hard time because like I really like two and three i like one i like six i'm not sure my ranking is i feel like it's probably 
something like three, six, two, one, then seven, probably, and then like four, five, whatever. So it definitely is right in there, up with the best ones. It's definitely the best one since six, which was 2009, I believe. So it's like, there's definitely reasons to be excited. And even though I have my complaints about the protagonist Jigsaw taking up 45 minutes of setup that we all know where it's going. Like, I just have minor quibbles with like, you know, I think if this movie did sand off those edges that I see as like very easy to sand off, like there's a 93 minute version of this movie that is my favorite Saw movie. Like, I do believe that because I do, I get what people are picking up on. Obviously it has a narrative. (laughs) It has like a, it's it's a very specific narrative focus, easy to put your, wrap your arms around and get why he's doing it. And like you can we can argue all day about whether it's a good idea to like make him the hero type figure rather than like the villain of a s- serial killer movie. But I think the Saw fans are are eating as the kids would say. They are having a <laughs> it's it's it, this movie and You better rules. get used to what the kids are saying, Mr. Turner, <laughs> because you've got one. I know. God, what horrible slang will this generation have that I won't understand. Um but yeah, Hopefully Saw X <laughs> Saw X is a blast. Uh, I think fans of the series will love it. I think new people who like dropped off and are interested will have a great time. And maybe this will reinvigorate people to check out the ones they missed. I think it's like, I love that it's like crossing over in that way. And it does feel like it genuinely is. Uh, Obviously I say, go see it in theaters. Everyone can do their little summation now if you want. Uh, Jesse, what's going on with you? Yeah. I mean, I I feel the same. Like it's, it's good to have saw back. And I feel like, kind of nitpicking the details of the traps and how some of the backstory stuff is awkward and shoehorned in or whatever else uh, is sort of part of it. You know, like I, I, I kind of joked on my letterbox where I was like, I give this my highest possible rating for a saw movie three out of five. And I don't mean that in like a, you know, I don't mean that in a, that's compliment parentheses the kids say parentheses complimentary you know like i i like that there's a series of horror movies where the ceiling is probably going to be it's a three out of five for me and this is like a, a pretty solid one in terms of if you've like invested any kind of uh time whether joking or not in terms of uh uh jigsaw and amanda this is like a pretty good movie about jigsaw and amanda it's not like you know, this is not like fast five style. Oh shit. This like became a different thing. And I really love it now. Um, which I don't think is really possible for these movies, but I really love that This is like a part 10 that I think is one of the better saw movies. Like that's that, that to me means they can make 10 more. <laughs> like they won't all be very good, but they could definitely, it definitely seems like it will can, you know, the, the, it can, the state of the hell, the saw union is strong. <laughs> Scout. We know you liked it, but, uh, oh, yeah. I, final I, thoughts. I, I, I had a blast. I really did. I was, you know, I, again, you know, we give Costas Mandalore a raft of shit every time we do one of these. But if if he didn't inspire the warmth that we're feeling right now, we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't. I don't know. So it, true. It, it's 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 a fun thing. I never thought it would become this kind of a thing where I was actively like, at, you know, like because I walked in all trepidation. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Another one of these goddamn things. Um, and my ranking is so fucking insane. It's probably like this Jigsaw 5 to pass um <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but i really i i had a great time and it's just cool to see horror movies uh doing really well at the box office and it's so wild that this completely mangy kind of mutt of a thing that was neither fish nor fell for so long as they tried to figure it out and you know kowtow to fans and that worked and it didn't work and blah 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 blah, blah. it's i don't know it was a funny movie and i felt conflicted and queasy and excited and i laughed a whole lot and um 
yeah, no, I, I, I actively recommend it. If you've seen all the, I mean, I agree with you that the, the MCUification of it is a little whatever, but I think doing it as a Saw movie is almost its own kind of like knife twist into this shitty era of filmmaking in America where it's like, <laughs> we look at what we do. We've turned Jigsaw into a superhero movie. Aren't you guys happy? And, yeah. you know, that's, that's sort of, I, I take that as enough of a kind of a, you know, bitter thing from them that I know that it's not like fully meant as, you know, it's no, it's a, I mean, it is an origin story though. It's like serial killer ethos origins from Tobin. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I can't, I can't. And like, we got to hand it to him. Tobin bell. He's going on my, on my best uh, uh, male performances this year list. I really loved him. I just thought he was, he was, I mean, it was very hilarious to me that he's got tapes with his own voice on it in a room that he's fucking standing in and yeah. he still makes them press play on the fucking tape. Oh, it's there's just... a great shot of him in that early trap with the one guy with the bombs on the arms where he look, he st- he's standing in this pose and also the way he's drove just like a, a pre uh, priest. Yes. Like, <laughs> well, I just thought that, it was wonderful. That's another benefit this one has is like, it's not hiding them in shadows. Like, yes. Yeah. And Amanda are just you can hanging around. See. And yeah, there's just, actual, yeah. there's like blocking every yeah. now and again, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. which to me was a first in a Saw movie. Like, <laughs> I I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, wow, they tried. They got this guy over here and, and she's over there. <laughs> I was like, that's cool. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, color me impressed. I had a great time. So Hoff, I know you were a little less impressed, but I'm sure you still had a good time, I think. But like, I feel like you and I feel the same way in that a little bit redundant in a way that feels drawn out when it arguably could have been an email. To tell me that Jigsaw got <laughs> swindled. Well, Hoff got the email. I somehow, 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 somehow Jigsaw has returned. returned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think what you were saying about, like, it has its flaws, but you had a great time, was kind of how I felt about Spiral. And this one, uh, I think on an objective level, like, pretty well made in a lot of ways. But, yeah, it didn't do a ton for me, personally. That's fine. Glad to have you here. One thing I forgot to mention that I wish I we talked about further is that this movie's template is more like a exploitation style revenge movie, like a Death Wish or something. But like specifically like the old man, the begr- you know begrudged old man, disgruntled old man variety. It's like the Equalizer Three or Rambo: Last Blood or something. In in addition to being a Saw movie, so you know there's some joy in that for sure. Uh. Thanks for listening, everybody. That was our Saw X treatise. We have the international box office. I made another 11 overseas. 29.3 already for Saw X, which cost $13 million. It's already doubled its money. We are getting Saw 11. We will see if they are able to ride that goodwill. Is Jigsaw the protagonist again? Is it Hoffman? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but wait. first, we'll be back next week with The Exorcist Believer. The first Exorcist movie in... 30 years or something um that's not true 20 years when 20, was the schrader 20, 20 years yeah uh, 20 when was the schrader dash harlan f- f- uh, that was debacle? 2004 that's right almost oh, actually 20 years ago wow um I saw that shit in theaters yeah which one both of them uh no the schrader didn't play theaters in doylestown pennsylvania my story <laughs> hometown uh we just got the harlan which honestly i went it, back and watched it again it's not okay long ago. it's yeah. fine it's it's fine some- I agree. Vittorio Storaro shot it. It looks nice. Yes. We've said this a million times. The Exorcist has to be like the best horror movie that has inspired the most bankrupt genre because no Exorcist movie has ever been good except for The Exorcist and like some of the sequels, which I agree are weird, but good. Um, Anyways, Exorcist Believer, new David Gordon Green horror film. Apparently the start of a trilogy. Jesse's already drooling. He's chomping at the bit. (laughs) We're very excited to talk about it. 
I hope to see Jesse at the press screening. Um, yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, all right. What do I say at the end of the show? Keep it crispy, everybody. Make your choice. Make your choice. Oh yeah, I stole Make Pete Holmes' phrase. I'll just yeah. steal Jigsaw's. Uh, listen next week or don't. Make your choice. Well, that was bad. Whatever. Bye. Lock the gates. Bye. Lock. <laughs> What's up? What the fucking ears? <laughs> who, who were your guys? <laughs> I'd like to talk to you well, about Mac Weldon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my guys are Hoffman, Strom, Gibson, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the little Mexican boy. <laughs> now, now my Carlos. best friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And because it was a missed opportunity in the film that they didn't use Jigsaw's cover of Knocking on Heaven's Door over the end credits, we will write that wrong and do that right now. Here is the full version of Tobin Bell's rendition of knocking on heaven's door which jigsaw has been doing for about 20 years now take it away john kramer I'm sick and tired 